So I got some of the tools, got some leather, um, and had a keyring that I've got children. And I was in the school playground and chatting to a friend, and she saw me playing with this keyring. She was like, "Where did you get that?" I said, "Oh, I made it." She said, "Oh, I'll buy some," and it kind of just started from there. Hi, welcome to today's Ask Austin. Today I'm speaking to Rosalind Whiting from Rosalind Whiting Leathercraft. Hi, Rosalind. How are you today? I'm fine. Yes, yourself. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. So, Rosalind, obviously the name kind of gives everything away, but do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So, I make quality leather goods um, using traditional techniques and with, with a bit of a creative twist to them because I feel a lot of um, leather goods, they tend to be a standard shape, whereas if you're buying something handmade, then you can actually change the quality and make something a little bit different so that someone's carrying something that's unique to them. Okay, excellent. How did you get into making leatherware? Because it's quite an unusual thing to, to do. It is. Um, I first had the opportunity to do leatherwork when I was 13 at a youth camp on the banks of Loch Lomond. And um, I'd never tried it before. And the first time, you had a couple of sessions, the first session, I couldn't take to it. I just thought, oh, how would I use these tools and that kind of thing? And then the second time it just clicked. It was just like, yeah, this this is for me. I found it so therapeutic. So it was hand tooling the designs on um, onto leather. And I went back quite a few years and did it there. Won in-house awards. Just, yeah, it was just my thing to do. Um, I then went back to do voluntary work as a sort of way to say thank you um, and helped out in leather work. And that's where I found out where I could get the tools here in the UK because a lot of the tools were very American. Mm -hmm. I found out where I could get it here and then the leather. So I thought, oh, I'll do it as a hobby since I enjoyed it so much. So I got some of the tools, got some leather um, and had a keyring that I've got children. And I was in the school playground and chatting to a friend and she saw me playing with this keyring. She was like, where did you get that? And I said, oh, I made it. She said, oh, I'll buy some. And it kind of just started from there. Um, so I hand-tooled other things, sort of plaques, because at that point, you know, there's a lot of plaques going around, like love and home and that kind of thing. So I did that, kept to the hand-tooling, and then went on a training course with another leather worker and learned how to do the hand-stitching, which is the saddlery stitch. And it's like two running stitches, so it makes it stronger. So if one side breaks, then the other side will still hold it. Um, and then that kind of took me down the path of the traditional way of doing it. And then that grew into doing belts um, and doing wallets and card holders and all that kind of thing. Fantastic. But it all started from when I was 13. Yeah, wow. So, so you mentioned that obviously you did it as a hobby um, and it grew into a business. So how long have you been running the business? The business has been eight years. Eight years. Um, so I started off. It was quite small to start off with because my children were still quite young then. So I'd do sort of local craft fairs um, and that kind of thing. And then I have to admit, I'm quite a perfectionist and I always want to do the best I can, which means that you buy better leather, which is more expensive. And then the traditional techniques take longer to make. So all those things. So that then meant that I kind of outgrew those types of events. So I go to the bigger events. I still want to go to even bigger ones, but the moment I went to go to bigger ones um, and then have my online website as well, the shop and that kind of thing. So it kind of just grew from there. So it's grown quite organically. Um, so that's how I did it. Brilliant. So do you want to tell us a bit about the, <clears throat> the, you mentioned some of the products you make, but 
Are there any unusual things that you make? Want to tell us about? Um, there's there's things like I mold leather, which is isn't not, some leather workers do, but not many. Um, and I've, I've got, am I allowed to show an example? I've yeah, got an example here because I thought. Oh, wow. So that's a moulded leather leaf, so you can put things in it or you can put it up in the wall and that kind of thing. And they're really popular, they're, they're really, really light. And it's a way of being kind of creative because I, I love countryside. I love, although I grew up in Aberdeen, which is a city, my mum grew up on a farm and I think that kind of stayed with me, that kind of enjoying what's around you and the nature and that kind of thing. So I love going on walks and seeing, noticing the little things. And I love autumn, so that kind of sparked the, the leaves. Um, and I also do organiser trays, which are more kind of rectangular, which are useful, more just useful. Um, but they're very popular as well. So they're the kind of unusual things. But I also do the sort of more standard things like the belts and, and the... Um, the card holders and wallets and, and that kind of thing. This episode of Ask Austin is presented in conjunction with Artisanry Co, a marketplace and community for artisans, crafters and artists, taking care of the business side of the creative process. To find out more, go to www.artisanryco.co.uk. So um, in, in terms of inspiration, I guess you mentioned being in the outdoors, I guess you get a lot of inspiration from that. Where else yeah. do you get your inspiration for your designs? Um, local to where I live, I live in Melrose, um, in the Scottish borders, there's hills called the Eildon Hills. And they, they're volcanic, so they really sort of stand out because the rest of the, the soil you know, isn't as strong as, obviously, that type of rock. So they really kind of stand out. So um, some examples I've got, I don't know if you can really see that, but yeah. the pockets... Another one, but the pockets I angle so they're like a hill, so, okay. and then one comes down so it's like a valley shape. And um, so I take my inspiration from that, and also the leather itself. Um, so for the belts, I go for really thick leather, and I get my leather from the last tannery in Britain that uses oak bark. Um, used to all tanneries used to use oak bark, but there's only one left, and that's because it takes longer to tan, takes up to fourteen months in the pit. Oh. But because it takes that long, it makes it a stronger product. So for the belts, there's that. But then when it comes to the card holders and the wallets, a lot of hand-stitched wallets are quite thick and can be quite chunky. And I realized that not everyone who appreciates handmade and hand-stitched wants something that's big and chunky. So they like the sort of soft casking that you get from the machine made, but yeah. want it hand-stitched. So I can kind of do both. Um, so yeah, so some of the inspiration I take from what's around me, um, and then some is the leather it's a, itself. It's such a natural product; it, you know, it does its own thing. I, I can kind of try and mold it a certain way or make it go a certain way, but each one's unique, and I really enjoy that side. Brilliant. So this episode is in association with Artisanry, and you've recently joined Artisanry. Is that right? Yes, I did. Yes. So yeah. How, how did you get involved in, in Artisanry? It was through Instagram. I think I, I don't know if they'd like to post that I'd liked or, or something. There was, there was someone in, in common that, um, that we both followed or something like that on Instagram. And I'd maybe made a comment. Um, and then they got in touch with me and asked if I wanted to, to be part of it. Um, and since um, COVID and the lockdown, because a lot of my sales were through events and that kind of thing, I realized they needed to do something different, be more online. So what they were doing 
was almost having a community but online kind of thing so they're there to support makers and for them not to feel so lonely because it can be when you're working from home on your own um so there's that sort of side the community side but also realizing that you you need to make money so they've got the online shop as well so it's just a really nice combination but also the passion of the people that run it i mean passion is contagious if someone's passionate about something you think i want to be part of that um and they are so passionate about what they're doing and really want to help people and i wanted to be part of that and yeah it is really good i definitely recommend it to anybody who's interested yeah it's it's really good a great network obviously we've been doing a lot of work with them over the last six months or so and but it's great seeing how they're growing and just getting bigger and bigger and with the launch of the shop as well it's just it's amazing it's amazing yeah and so in terms of as a creator, I think you've to constantly kind of evolve and, and keep up to date with what's what's happening elsewhere. How how do you make sure you keep progressing as a creator? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I do a traditional craft, but obviously, as you say, things are changing. Um, like I used to make mobile phone cases. I don't do that now because phones change so quickly. Um, but there are other things that people actually do still like from the past. Like um, I'm just literally about to launch on the 1st of October a journal because actually people are realizing, yes, they like technology, but there's something about still being able to write things down. Um, and I want the style where it's refillable so that they can get, you know, it comes with the journal itself, but then they can buy another one or they can interchange it whenever they're doing something different and, and that kind of thing. So I'm kind of listening to what people are saying to me at events and fairs and that kind of thing. And commissions are good as well. Someone commissions me to do something like the molded leaves and the organizer trees that came originally from a commission. So that kind of thing can keep it fresh. Um, But also as a maker, you always like to be trying something new. I think it's just it's just part of the creativity and oh what can I do next and that kind of thing um but I also go on training courses as well not sort of through a college or anything but I go on training courses with a master who's been doing it 30 odd years and what he doesn't know about leather work just isn't worth knowing and he shares his knowledge he shares his suppliers you know all that kind of thing that you really do need help with yeah um but he pushes, he stretches, he pushes you out of your boundaries and says, you know, what about this? And this is how you should do pockets. Instead of just cutting the pocket, you polished it so that it's shiny and easier to get the cards in and out. Mm. All these little details that people wouldn't know about, but it really helps make it a different product. So, yes, it's it's kind of bouncing ideas off other people and um, just wanting to do something new as well. Yeah, and I, I guess attending all these community events that Artisanry runs as well. So you're, you're, you've got people who are artists and you've got people who do leather work and, and whatever else, pottery, that kind of thing. You know, the, having conversations with these guys as well, you probably think, oh, I could do something similar with leather. Um, so, you know, that, that's going to that's gonna help um, flow the juices. Um, that's yeah. Brilliant. And I saw that um, online you're, you talk about a newsletter that you've, you've launched or are you launching is it, have you actually have launched it yes just literally yeah. last month i launched it yeah, so so what sort of things are you talking about in there so with that 
um, it's my way of connecting with my community, with people who want to find out more about what I do behind the scenes. I mean, we all like to see where someone works. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but we just love seeing behind the scenes and that kind of thing. Um, so I want to share that. I want to share the other British, British companies that I support. If someone buys from me, there's a chain of other people like the tanneries. Um, even my branded boxes are made in Scotland. They're not from China. Different things. So people actually get to know what it's about, what my values are, all the thought that goes behind things. Because social media is really good and I'm able to share there, but not all my customers are on social media. Mm. So I wanted to be able to tell people that have been at one event, oh, I've got another one, such such a time, mm. so they know where I am. Um, and just to be able to connect with them. I'm, I'm not someone who's, I'm, I'm more of a talker than writing. So there's not going to be loads of them. So it's once a month, unless it's a big thing, which the, the journals means that sort of within this month, there's more newsletters going out because of that. But that's because it's to help them know what's happening. So it's just my way of interacting with them. And I'm really enjoying it because I find that with that, with social media, you don't know who's going to read it. But actually, when it's your own newsletter, it's like these are people that are, have taken the time to subscribe. So yes. They're really interested. And I just I just love that. So I'm very new to it. But so far, it's gone really well. And um, I'm looking forward to doing more. Um, just try to see. So obviously, you make lots of different products. Do you want to give us a product and tell us about the process you go through and sort of how long it takes? And also, um, it'd be good to kind of understand where you get your materials from for that product as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I feel like Blue Peter here. Here's one I've got earlier. One of me. <laughs> This is something I have on display, um, and this is my belt. So the, the front obviously has this nice tan color, but this, the edges are the same as the back, so they're a light color. So I dye those, hand dye them, and then I burnish them, which is um, where you polish them. And it, it's basically friction. So um, I have a tool like this. I didn't just realize I had this on the desk, but I have a tool like this, and you're literally just rubbing it backwards and forwards so it is literally elbow grease but with that you've got the moisture of the dye and then the heat and it makes the fibers come together and it makes it waterproof so it makes it a nicer finish and um, some belts you'll see in shops it's just a straight cut but then you've got fibers that are exposed whereas this seals it all um, and then that's the back where I hand stitch it and then this is my own little sort of design just to make it that bit different and the belt comes to about there um, so you get a little hint of colour with the stitching, but not too much, because I know some people don't like something that's too dramatic. Mm. Um, the buckles, they're made um, from the last place that makes uh, buckles in Britain. So they're solid brass, so if you're allergic to nickel, you're fine with them. Um, the leather is from the tannery, as I said earlier, that uses oak bark for that they get the bark from the lake district and they use a coppice style and in doing that it makes the wood better for biodiversity because you've got trees that are different ages mm. so it helps with that and then the hides themselves are from devonshire farms so they keep it as local as possible which keeps them with my values um so to make a belt it's about two hours because wow. 
it's the it's the length it's it's the burnishing. If I if I didn't want to have the nice dark coloured burnishing, it would it, it could be quicker. Mm. But I'm about making a quality product and that it looks quality, you know, as as yeah. soon as you see it, you just think there's something different about that belt. Um so yeah, it it takes a long time. Um and I've I have got a tool that basically whizzes round, it's a wooden bit that whizzes round but it doesn't give a smooth enough finish. So I'm finding I'm having to do it by, <laughs> do it by hand. Um, but I just love doing them. And I find one, especially when I'm stitching this bit, because it's so different, I just, it's, yeah, seeing that yellow come up against the dark stain is, is just lovely. So yeah, I really enjoy making those. But there's time, it, it takes time to make it, but it makes a, a better product for the customer. So people want to follow you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Um, also, Artisanry, as we mentioned before, and I have my own online shop on my website too. Brilliant. Listen, thanks very much for your time. Take care. Thank you. Cheers.